50 years of magic has transformed the entire Walt Disney World Resort into the world's most magical celebration. Have big fun being small in the new Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and feel the unifying magic of Disney music in the new nighttime spectacular, Harmonious. Come celebrate today. Contact Magical Park Vacations to book your Disney vacation today. Call 585-662-3686 or visit MagicalParkVacations.com. The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Sorcerer Radio Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times. Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Let's make some magic. All right, cut the chatter. You're listening to DW60. Welcome to the program. It is DW60's Press Row. However, you may be listening, Sorcerer Radio, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, actually, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We're glad you're here to find out what's happening. At the Walt Disney World Resort, it is Jeff and Nicole here with you. Hello. Happy Friday. And good morning. Top of the morning to you. I hope you've had your coffee. I hope you made it through the week and you're ready for another Friday morning full of Disney news before the weekend. Today is July the 8th, 2022. Hope everybody's 4th of July was good. Ours was. Ours was very good. Well, like the actual 4th of July was kind of meh. Well, I mean, we spent most of the day. We were driving. uh, Well, almost all day driving. (laughs) Uh, Back from Austin, Texas is where we were at uh, visiting family out there. Family reunion. It was so much fun. It was a lot. It wasn't even like for for most people that would not be a lot of people, but for me and my family, it was a lot of people. Was it a lot of people? It was. Why is that? It just I'm more than more than I'm used to being around when we get together with my family. Oh, okay, gotcha. No? I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, we spent some time out there uh, about three days, I think, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I tell you, state of Texas, you guys. Uh, can't make your mind up on, on speed limits. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> it's like at one point, it's 65, and then 200 yards later, it's 50. Another 200 yards, it's up to 75. <laughs> and it just kept flat. It's like, they don't want me to use cruise control here. I say, I thought our cruise control was going to like overheat. <laughs> yeah, it's just like all over the place. Um but I, I got to be honest, it's been a while since I've been in Texas. And the majority of the time that I would ever go and visit was in Dallas because mm-hmm. uh, I have family there. Uh, so I never really got to see, you know, Texas, you know, the landscape of and what makes up Texas. Right, like outside of the city. Yeah, outside the concrete jungle of Dallas and Fort Worth and Irving and all that, those areas. Um, there's some really pretty country out there. Real pretty. And at one point, we thought we were in Arizona, too. Yeah, we, like, left through a different way than we came in. Yeah. And we came, I don't know, we came around a corner or over a hill or something. And it it was like we were, yeah, it was in, like, Arizona, like, Red Rock Desert and, like, all kinds of stuff. And we were like, what is this? Like, what is this? What is it? So it was just, it was different everywhere we turned. And then, you know, sometimes there was a ton of trees and sometimes it was more, like, deserty, And sometimes it was, like... It was just like uh, was so many different um, landscapes all in one area. So it, it was really cool. It was to be able to drive that and mm-hmm. to see everything change as you. Now going there, we ran into a huge tropical wave that came up from the Gulf mm-hmm. and just dumped rain on us for like four hours. So we didn't get to see a lot going, but coming back, it was it was so 
interesting and really pretty to see the landscape change from what it looks like, you know, there in South Texas. And it was amazing. As we entered Louisiana, it was automatic swamp. Yes. As soon as you cross a state line, automatic swamp. Automatic. Yeah. Like instantly it was, you know, tree trunk sticking out of the water yeah, and yeah. Spanish moss and like all of these things that you would associate with South Louisiana. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was just instant as soon as we crossed the state line. Austin's a nice, nice place, though. Mm-hmm. It's a nice area uh, where we were staying at your uncle's house. Mm-hmm. Um, he just had, you know, this huge. I think it was a ranch behind him, yes. behind his property. And and how long did they say that property had been in the family there, back there? The cemetery in that area had a relative who was the original owner of the ranch, and the relative was born in like 17-something, 1760-something. Wow. And we're like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Goodness gracious. And the ranch was like, I want to say like 500 or so acres. Yeah. I just can't even imagine that much land. Wrap your head around that for a second. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't. I have trouble dealing with what I have here at my home, my house. I know. <laughs> or like 60 foot lot. Yeah. <laughs> These people got like 500 acres. I, our, I wouldn't know what to do. In our subdivision. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do any fireworks or anything else like that. Mm-mm. But, uh, you know, we went to the pool a couple of times. We had some great food. Yep. We had thought about going floating on the river. That didn't happen. No, I think I was kind of bummed about that. So many trying to coordinate so many people sometimes. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. And let's see, what else did we do? Not, not much. I mean, just relax. Yeah, we just it was nice to family. just relax. We hadn't seen my family since Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And my parents, and my brother, and then my uncle. We hadn't seen him since our wedding. And then the rest of the family hadn't seen since like 2019. So it was just good to get everyone together again. And there was just a lot of people that I had never met before because, you know, of COVID restrictions and everything else. And they weren't able to come to the wedding and uh, a few other things. So uh, that was that was that was kind of overwhelming for me a little bit. But it was nice at the same time. It was, yeah. To, you know, to put actually meet people and stuff. Um I, I don't do well meeting new people. I, I get very quiet and I just listen, you know, just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's weird. I was telling someone yesterday, um, I had to go to an event after work and it was like happy hour at a bar and there's a lot of people and, and they're like, where's your husband? And I was like, this isn't like really his, like his, his forte. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, he's very like reserved. Very reserved. <laughs> yes. Hard to believe, right? <laughs> as much talking as I do on here. Uh, things apparently went very well uh, for Fourth of July at the Walt Disney World Resort. Yes, a uh, lot of people very upset, and from what I hear, perimeter fireworks did not happen at the Magic Kingdom. Really? Yeah, I feel like I saw pictures of them. I, from what I was listening to a podcast earlier in the day, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yeah, there were no perimeter fireworks around because they were what these people were watching from the contemporary," but they said. The show for Harmonious and Epcot on 4th of July was amazing. I started to watch it and it was about like a little over five minutes. And I started to watch and I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to wait and watch with you. So we should watch it. Yeah, we should watch that. We should. Never been there for 4th of July before. I think we've been there for what? The 3rd of July. Have we? Yes. 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 And I've been there for the 3rd of July with my brother. Yeah. And we saw the fireworks from a resort, but. We, it's it's fun to be there for holidays. It's fun to be there for like marathon weekends if you're running. It's fun to be there, you know, on Christmas or on October first or whatever. But like the crowds, <laughs> if you're gonna spend all the money to go down there and be there, the, and for some people, some people love that, and it's just not for us. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Um, there was so, a lot of people there over the weekend. <laughs> it would be great to see the 4th of July fireworks, but I think I would have to be staying at a Magic Kingdom resort. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd have I don't to, think that, that, I think that would be a must. Yeah. With definitely a look over the Seven Seas Lagoon. Yeah. I don't want to miss that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, though, uh, we want to welcome everybody. Uh, those watching us uh, right now over on Instagram Live. Uh, hello to everybody in the chat room. Hello. Hi, you guys. How are you doing? 
And for our podcast listeners and our Sorcerer Radio listeners, hope you're having a fantastic day as well. Make sure to give us a call if you have any comments or questions or you want to comment on the show or anything else. Uh, we invite you to call and leave us a message. Call 408-909-3960. That's 408-909-DW60. And uh, we'd love to get your messages so that we can play them here on the show. Lots of things happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. Where do we start? We start now that we're in the month of July. We're going to jump right Head first into Christmas in July. All right. So tickets went on sale this week for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at the Magic Kingdom. And select dates of the event are available at a discount for annual pass holders. Well, that's nice. So the discounted dates are November 8th, 10th, 11th, 14th, 15th, and 17th, and 18th. And then again on November 27th, 29th, and December 1st. So those are the days that are discounted for annual pass holders. And it's it's not a huge discount. It's about $10. Yeah. Um, but $10 per person for a family of four, you know, it does add up. It does. It does. And, you know, there's your, your snacks for the night. Everyone can get, you know, um, some of the exclusive snacks or beverage or whatever with the money that you saved on the tickets. So, sure, yeah, yeah. you know, we always talk about where is the value. The value in being an annual pass holder is declining and Disney is trying to make a concerted effort to offer things for annual pass holders like this. Unless it's the month of December. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and if it's December, sorry. Yeah, you just you have no luck whatsoever. They no. picked one day, like December 1st, you get it. And the rest of the month, no, you're going to pay full price, whether you're an annual pass holder or not. I'll tell you this, though. With the prices this year for Mickey's Not uh, Very Merry Christmas Party, mm-hmm. go in November. Don't wait till December. Go in November. Save yourself some money. The pricing in November is about $100 per person less than we paid last year yeah. for the after hours event. But in the month of December, we're talking anywhere from $169 to $199. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Which is in line with the pricing for not so uh, not so scary. It is. It is. We had one year of boobash, and now I'm stuck saying boobash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was still a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We also learned this week that some of our most favorite character dining is going to be returning to the Walt Disney World Resort soon. We learned that Lilo and Stitch are going to be returning to um, the Ohana Best Friends Breakfast over at um, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, and that's going to be returning on September 27th. Over at the Crystal Palace on Main Street, Pooh and Friends are returning beginning September 20th. And then at the Beach Club Resort, Minnie Mouse and Minnie's Beach Bash Breakfast are returning to Cape May Cafe beginning October 4th. What is the holdup with Cinderella's Royal Table? Cinderella's Royal Table, 1900 Park Fair, Oshker House. Oshker. Oshker Oshkosh. Oshkosh. There are still character dining that have yet to return. And... I, I have heard that the goal it, for Disney is to be back to full, <laughs> like full up and running by October. Um, I am interested what all this dining returning means for the Disney dining plan. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. That is with my like travel agent clients, the number one question. Do you think the dining plan is going to be back for my trip? <laughs> Should I wait and book when the dining plan comes out? You know, what's the dining plan going to look like? And my my professional opinion <laughs> as somebody who talks about this every week is that because it's taking so long to return, I think that there will be a serious restructuring and we've talked about this. It might have been on Patreon. Of the dining plan? Of the dining plan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to, just like they did, went from Fast Pass to Genie Plus and it was a whole different system. I think when the dining plan returns, it's going to be in a very different format where, you know, maybe you have so many credits and you can either spend them how you want, where, you know, you get three or six dining credits and you can either use them you know, two or three at a time at um, character dining or, you know, um, 
you know, a counter service might be half of a credit or something like that. Where right, right. I, I, I don't. I have no clue. I don't have any information. I haven't heard anything. This is purely speculation. But I think that based on the amount of time it's taking for the dining plan to return, that we're either going to see a huge restructuring <laughs> or a huge price increase. Oh boy. That's my theory. Oh goodness, because I, I, I'm telling you, I'm really the, the, the past few times that we have gone, and there has been no 1900 Park Fair. It's it's become one of my new favorites since the first time we went. We love their dinner. Yeah, it's so good, and it's just, we walked by. Uh, when was it? I, I can't remember. No, it was a, it was a uh, a YouTube video we were watching. Oh yeah, and somebody was going through the resort there yep. and i was like wait a second is that 1900 Park? no it's not what 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 restaurant was it uh, and grand floridian cafe it's right there yeah right right there next to it and i went gosh darn it you know i was got so excited all of a sudden thinking we just missed it that 1900 park fair was back open again we hadn't talked about it but yeah 1900 yeah, park tough. fair cinderella's royal table which you can meet cinderella before you go in now um, but it's not quite the same. And then Oscar Hoos is another one that's not back yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. I, I do like seeing that Pooh and Friends are back for Crystal Palace. I yes. think that's real nice. And I think I've never done Crystal Palace, but the what I've gotten is that it's better with the characters. Like it's it's more worth it with the characters. Yeah, because the way I would rate the food probably uh, six and a half out of ten, hmm. as far as the food is concerned for Crystal Palace. Having the characters there makes it even better. Yeah, I've in my never opinion. Been. Yeah, I, it's not a must do on my list, even for you know people who have never been before. Mm-hmm. Not a must do. It wouldn't be one of those if they were to ask me or they were to ask you and they're booking their vacation like you know what great uh buffet can i get in the magic kingdom i would not recommend crystal palace i mean just not for me i don't think there's i mean that's the only buffet in the magic kingdom right i believe so well i mean if you count liberty true tavern that's true you can count that it's family style yeah but you know still you know the buffet type of uh um, somewhat of an experience Mm -hmm. i would send them over there for that um I don't know. It's just it's just not my favorite. But I'm I'm super glad that you know Winnie and the Pooh and the uh, friends are coming back. So right, especially again with with 1900 Park Fair not being open because sure sure um, Tigger and I think Pooh are at breakfast. I want to say it's Pooh and Tigger, Mary Poppins and Bert, and Alice and the Mad Hatter, which is like a random assortment of characters. The best breakfast buffet. I had was over there at um, oh where is it at the uh, trading post um, oh at um, <laughs> come on come at on. the campgrounds yeah the campgrounds Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds yeah what's I the name remember. of it no I can't remember what in the oh. we're losing it <laughs> we're losing our touch okay we're All losing right. our touch it's good though <laughs> Yes. Trails End. Trails End. Thank Trails you. Trails End. That's I it. remember. All right. Okay. Yeah. Trails End has a breakfast brunch. Um, Very good. Oh, yeah. Someone said Very Trails End in the chat. Okay. And I'm not a breakfast person. No. And it was really good. Nope. Yeah. Um, and I did enjoy the breakfast at Bowman when we were there last time. It was good. Yeah. It was good. What else we got? Well, and, and a little bit of Disney Cruise Line news. We talked about the Wish last week. And with the Wish ramping up sailings and cruise industry working its way back to full capacity um, Disney has increased their suggested gratuity for certain positions um, on on board so the recommended increase is 25 cents per person per day for your assistant dining room server your dining room server the dining room head server and the stateroom host or hostess that brings the total recommended gratuity to fourteen fifty per person per day, based on the length of your cruise. For concierge guests, Disney has um, added a position that they suggest to their recommended gratuities. They've added the assistant stateroom host or hostess. Uh, the recommended gratuity is now fifteen fifty per day per person, based on the length of the cruise. Um, 
and you know for concierge guests they ask there there are just a lot more people that you interact with um especially in the concierge lounge who are there you know making your coffee every morning or right. or helping you with with booking or um you know there's all the food and snacks available in there uh, and disney has said that and i i don't know that they have ever posted a recommended gratuity for the concierge lounge cast members but they have now said that they recommend eight dollars per guest per day for the voyage for the concierge lounge team um, disney does go on to say that it is always up to the guest to determine what they feel is appropriate so it's it's nice to see disney you know a lot of times it's not up to us they just raise the prices that's right? true yeah, yeah. so it's, I'm glad to see Disney publicly and vocally acknowledging that inflation is real and everything in the world is more expensive and, you know, encouraging guests to take that into consideration when they're tipping these cast members that have been working around the clock for them for three nights, five nights, seven nights, however many. I, I totally agree with you. But at the same time, remember this. This is really not that big of an increase. This no. is very, very small. And think about the level of service that you're getting on Disney Cruise Line from these cast members. Mm -hmm. It is next to perfect from what everybody says. We're not just talking about the latest Disney ship, the Disney Wish. We're talking about across the entire fleet. How people, I've even heard about people who sailed 10 years ago on one ship. They go get onto another ship and a cast member is there that met them 10 years ago and knew who they were. Right. That's next level type stuff. Well, and if you think you know. about $15 per person per day, if you went out to eat, if you went out to eat for three meals a day, yeah. you would yeah. tip more than $5 per meal. You know, that's it's, you're going to tip, tip more than that if you were going out to eat at home. Exactly. And so these yeah. people are... They, you know, know your, you know, know your drinks when you come to dinner. Yeah. You know, they already yeah. have it for you. They're getting you every beverage, appetizer, um, you know, dinner entree, dessert. They know what you like and don't like and your allergies. And they're really waiting on you hand and foot. And if you got that type of service somewhere else, you know, you would be more likely to tip above and beyond sure absolutely yeah, and when yeah. they're there three meals a day you know fourteen fifty per person per day is yes is yeah, minuscule yeah. in comparison to what you would tip if you got that service uh on land so and that, let's not take anything away from those you know who every single day go into your room they clean your room yeah. you know they're putting up uh the towel animals i absolutely the characters i absolutely love uh, oh, they, yeah. they were even good on Carnival. <laughs> I'll tell you that if you have never gone on Carnival, they do do those. But, you know, these these cast members on Disney go extra step and create Disney characters sometimes. Have you seen on the some of the pictures that people have been posting from The Wish? Some of the, the towel animals they've been making on The Wish? No, what have they been doing? So I saw it was from Attractions Magazine and there was a towel animal sitting up in bed uh -huh. reading with glasses on <laughs> like it was it was like like a human sized sitting up in bed yeah and it had glasses on and it was reading i don't know if the navigator or what it was uh, yeah yeah but it was like reading in the room in the bed I'm like that's so cool they as well you know go above and beyond to take care of all your needs during your cruise whether it be fresh towels uh cleaning up from room service that you may have gotten constantly asking you anytime you see them you know while you're walking to the room hey what can i get for you do you need anything do you have any concerns you know always there always ready to help you in any type of way so a small increase when it comes to this it really just makes sense yeah yep it totally makes sense i agree they work hard they, they do. Work, they work so very, very hard. And we appreciate them. Have you looked at anything else when it comes to The Wish this past week? Have you been watching um, any I, Instagram stories or YouTube stuff? I learned that the barbershop on board has a bar in the barbershop. <laughs> in the barbershop. Which is pretty cool. So wait a second. Hold on. We got to stop there. Why, why is there a bar in the barbershop? That's why what not? I... I, I 
I'm just trying to figure out. I don't want hair in my drink. <laughs> you Why not? Know, that just. Well, no, I think it's to get a drink weird. while you're getting your hair cut. Okay. Well, not to like, you wouldn't just go to the bar just to be at the bar or the barbershop. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, they're sitting there with the scissors, you know, just. And hair is just kind of going everywhere. I don't want hair in my drink. I just, I, I find that kind of weird. Maybe you get a lid and a straw. Okay. All right. Well, that's decent. What else you see? Um, I learned a little bit more about Hyperspace Lounge and some of the fun drinks that are offered there. Um, we learned, you know, what all is in that $5,000 drink. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we talked about this on the show last week, but. We mentioned it. Um, it includes a trip to Skywalker Ranch, which is awesome. Um, for one a, person. Yeah, for one person. Yeah. Um, but I've just been enjoying really just seeing like pictures. And I'm interested to get on board and figure out the layout of the ship because I've heard that it's different from any other Disney yeah. Cruise Line ship. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like I'm going to learn that ship and then we'll get on another one and I'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> I found it interesting that they're only utilizing two different elevator areas on the Disney Wish. Normally on the other Disney Cruise Line ships, there are three, one forward, one aft, and one at midships. Now they're only doing one forward and one aft, but they've increased the amount of elevators that are in both of those areas Mm -hmm. compared to the other ships. And what they've done with the midships portion of where elevators used to be, Disney has put in lounges and, uh, you know, extra spaces that you you would not normally see on the other Disney ships. And plus with the, you know, increase, I think the Disney Wish is like four feet longer than some of the others and like 100 feet wider. Mm-hmm. The gross tonnage is a lot more as well. You know, so you're talking a lot more space that Disney has been using on the Wish. And not having those elevators has enabled them to be able to do a lot of different things. Like the amount of lounges that the Disney Wish house. We're talking a lot of lounges. A lot of lounges. Yeah. But that's great because... You know, a lot of what people worry about with Disney Cruise Line is, oh my gosh, is there going to be too many kids? Sure, There's yeah, not yeah, enough yeah. adult space. The adult space is overcrowded. Oh. And so I think Disney has really tried to solve that concern with this ship. From what we're seeing, there's plenty of adult areas mm-hmm. to enjoy. And even some areas that are not just for adults that are still super quiet. That's the thing when, when you go cruising. Day one, as you get on board, before you go to dinner and everything, take the time to walk the decks. Find those walk little n- find those little nooks and crannies on every single deck that a lot of people may not know, and you could have a nice, quiet area to read a book, to have a drink, to just mm-hmm. have a conversation with friends, stuff like that. Um, very important when you get on board. And then also with the Marceline Market, which is normally... You know, cabanas mm-hmm. on the other Disney ships uh, set up a little bit different than what cabanas normally is. And I hear it flows a lot easier. They have got some fantastic outside seating uh, over at Marceline Market for those who may still worry about, you know, COVID and stuff like that. If you want to sit outside to be able to eat, feel safer, you've got plenty of room to do so. So that's mm-hmm. kind of nice. And that the items were set up almost more grab-and-go rather than buffet. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Which I think may be the way that a lot of things go. Could be. You know, the way the way a lot of buffets go. Um, but I think a lot of people really appreciated that and felt that it was cleaner. Not just because there wasn't people touching the same spoons and stuff every time, but because each item was individual, there was no, like, food spilt all over and stuff falling off and... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It just makes me more excited for our trip. I'm so excited. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more news here on DW60. Stick around. We all love Sorcerer Radio. But did you know that you can give back to your favorite station? You can join Sorcerer Radio Patreon for as low as $2 per month. All of the money raised from our patrons goes directly into creating great stations like Atmospheres, Rope Drop, Seasons, and more. Our patrons get exclusive benefits, such as access to the exclusive Sorcerer Radio Discord discussion room, early access to breaking news, and behind-the-scenes information. Other support levels include stickers, shout-outs, and you can even program your own hour of Sorcerer Radio music. Visit srsounds.com support to find out more about how to become a patron today. And thank you for supporting Sorcerer Radio. 
Ready for some fun in the Disney parks? Don't forget your Sorcerer Radio gear. The Sorcerer Radio Shop has everything you need to show your SR pride in the parks. Pins, shirts, hats, and more. Before you begin your vacation, stop by the Sorcerer Radio Shop at srsounds.com slash shop. Tired of missing out on free dining and special park openings? Looking to keep your finger on the pulse of all things Disney? Well, we've got you covered. EarsAlert.com has up-to-date news, deals, and information from the very best Disney news sources. Visit EarsAlert.com and download our iOS or Android app to get immediate updates whenever a Disney news story breaks. Visit EarsAlert.com today. Looking to show your Disney side at the Disney theme parks, your local gym, or around the house? Then you'll want to check out all of the cute Disney theme leggings and fun shirts at the Sorcerer Radio Etsy shop. Be sure to stop in to our exclusive shop today at srsounds.com slash Etsy to see our latest Disney theme clothing designs. And for a limited time, Sorcerer Radio listeners can take 10% off by using the code LOVESR when checking out. See you real soon at srsounds.com slash Etsy. Do you have a Disney-related business or product and would like help getting the word out? Become a sponsor of Sorcerer Radio today. For more information, please contact our business office via email at sponsors at srsounds.com. DW60 on Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music, all day long, srsounds.com. Jeff and Nicole back with you once again as we look at the top news stories from the Walt Disney World Resort. If you're not listening to Seasons over on Sorcerer Radio, first of all, why not? Maybe because you're listening to us right now, but when you're done listening with us, head over to Seasons on the Sorcerer Radio app or over at srsounds.com. Lots of good summertime music playing right now. You've been listening to it? Uh, not this first part. I was listening to Staycation last month. Oh, yeah, And yeah. then I will be a 24-7 Seasons gal the second half of this month. Oh, right. When it turns into Christmas in July. Yes. Santa Radio. Yeah. A couple weeks worth of uh, Santa Radio. You know what happens at the stroke of midnight on Santa Radio. Uh, uh, do we not? Can we not tell them what happens? How about that? Jeff yeah. the Halls. Jeff the Halls. Jeff yeah. the Halls is the very first and very last <laughs> song that plays on Santa Radio every year. Oh. You gotta I stay up till midnight. Hate it. You can hear it. <laughs> I hate it. Just, oh, that song. It's just, it's like Yola Lay for me. Oh, goodness gracious. But yeah, uh, surprisingly. <laughs> Well, it may not be surprising for us, but for, on our way, I think it was back from Texas, mm-hmm. I turned on uh, one of the apps that I have on my phone, and we started listening to Christmas music on the drive back. Christmas in July. <laughs> and you know what the first song that came on was? Wham. Wham. Yep. And we heard Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. And it got me to thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy Cosm- Cosmic Rewind. Yeah. You know, getting that holiday overlay for the soundtracks. Wham would be a good one. I just, I think it's too slow. I said, hearing it, I thought it was too slow. Mariah Carey, maybe. I would be upset if they didn't. Does it have to take place in the 80s? I don't think, maybe not. Maybe they can figure so. out a way to, I don't know. I think it's going to be super cool, though. I I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to check that out. So, All right, so keeping on with our news here. This was interesting. <laughs> so some very strange news came out. Howard Stern, uh, a lot of you know who he is, uh, accidentally may have confirmed on his show over on SiriusXM that he may be portraying Marvel's Doctor Doom. He's perfect. Or a character that is Doom-related during one of his commercial breaks. Now, what happened is Stern's mic, it was still hot, and he was asked if he was going to be working this summer. Normally, you know, Howard takes uh, a break for the summertime, usually start of July, comes back in, like, September. And they said he's going to be working this summer, and he said, quote, I'm going to do Doctor Doom. And so, of course, the Internet just started buzzing. You know, a lot of people listen to Howard. Uh, He did say he called Robert Downey Jr. for advice on acting and 
also referenced John Favreau as well. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting name to drop. Now, if it's a you know summer type of project here, you know this would be the best time for Howard to do anything if he is doing this character, and it could be something that's coming soon—a film for you know John Weiss. Who knows? It could also be a type of Doctor Doom solo project. You know, they've done a lot of films recently in the Marvel Universe with just single character, like, origin stories. So we could possibly see something like that. So, I mean, when, when Howard started talking about this stuff, you know, the wording he, he uses is kind of cryptic sometimes. But he leaves open the possibility that he, you know, could be portraying Doom or somebody else in, you know, that type of a uh, capacity. So I'm kind of excited. Have you met him? I've met him. Howard, not Dr. Doom. Oh, yeah. Howard. Yeah. yeah. So back when my father worked at WINY in New York City, they uh, the station was at 30 Rock. And WNBC was two floors below where WINY was at. And we got into the elevator one time, and he was showing me around uh, the area, and we ran into Howard. Now, at the time, I was like seven or eight years old. Yeah. Uh, di- didn't know much about him, uh, but I, I did, you know, he said hello to my father and so forth, I think, if I remember it right. I think that's how it went. Long okay. time ago. I was like, uh, I but I do remember, remember if seeing you said him. you met him or not. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think it was more in passing. Yeah. If anything. You've seen him. I've seen him. Put yeah. eyes on him. But yeah. I, there's a lot of it I don't remember. But uh, one of my f- shows to listen to in the morning. But I just find, found it interesting. Him as Dr. Doom. I uh, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Mm. I mean. The magic of hair and makeup and CGI. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um just Howard as a person, how he comes across could be a very good Doctor Doom. Yeah. And then put, the, you know, the mask and the voice, everything else to put along with it. Maybe it's a possibility or maybe he's just, you know, throwing up smoke. Right. <laughs> and, but I, ju- I figured I would mention it uh, since, you know, Doctor Doom is a big time character and the possibility that we're about to have a brand new Fantastic Four film coming out from Marvel as well. Uh, because uh, one of the characters from the Fantastic Four was in the Doctor Strange movie. So we know it's coming. So to have Howard tied into this, you never know. I mean, possibility. Keep an eye on. Yeah, keep an eye on it. All right, moving on. Let's talk about Bob Chapek. Do we have to? Dr. Doom himself. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, So here's the deal, folks. The board of the Walt Disney Company decided to extend Bob Chapek's contract for another three years. I mean, gee whiz. It took place at the annual retreat in Florida. It was a unanimous vote. Of course, Chapek is also a member of the board himself. But still, I mean, um, they all voted to keep him on for another three years. Uh, He had about nine months left on the contract. And a lot of people were kind of wondering... If he was going to be removed because Disney's stock had continued to fall, it was not looking good. But the thing was is that the board has continuously been very supportive of Bob Chapek. Very supportive. While the Disney community wants his head. Right. Basically. This was a quote that was put out. Disney was dealt a tough hand by the pandemic, yet with Bob at the helm, our businesses from parks to streaming not only weathered the storm, but emerged in a position of strength, said Chairman Susan Arnold. Also said, in this important time of growth and transformation, the board is committed to keeping Disney on the successful path it is on today, and Bob's leadership is the key to achieving that goal. Bob is the right leader at the right time for the Walt Disney Company, and the board has full confidence in him and his leadership. Translation, he's making us money. I... I know that a lot of it is Chapek, but he's not making these decisions decisions by himself. That's true. Right? Like, it's not an authoritarian company. But he's the like, bottom line. He, Yeah, he's the face. He's like the end-all, be-all. Right. But I think, you know, so many people love Josh Tomorrow. He's involved in all of this. You know, the other board members, you know, the other heads of different segments are making these decisions 
most likely, and then consulting with Bob. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And but he just you know gets the brunt of it. But I mean that's that's what comes with leadership. It is. You, He's. I say you're responsible for successes and and failures. And I mean, even though the Disney company is having financially a lot of successes. Um, when it comes to customer satisfaction, Bob Chapek is not the number one guy. No. He is not. Uh, recently, a lot of people thought that Peter Rice would be the person to replace him as the CEO. Uh, ironically, Bob Chapek fired Peter Rice. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Like, if you're the potential to replace me, you're gone. So that kind of makes me wonder... Does Josh DeMauro have something to worry about? Because let's be honest. When Josh enters a room, he lights up the room. He's an automatic, likable guy. Right. A lot of people just are very drawn to Josh DeMauro. And he has held all, almost all of the key positions within the Disney company to set him up to become the CEO of Disney. So I think they balance each other out though. Like I think, I don't think that Bob Chapek enjoys being the center of attention. Um, Holy shoot. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Um, But I think that like, so Josh tomorrow almost takes some of the heat off of him or the attention, not the heat, which it's interesting that he gets the attention without the heat. Cause sometimes I think he's just as responsible for some of these decisions, but uh, yeah. I honestly think that with what Josh has done and the positions that he has held, like what Bob Iger did, Bob Iger chose his successor. I'm sure he kind of regrets it right now, considering the relationship that they've had right. afterwards, because it's not good. Mm-mm. But I really think that they have set up Josh to be in that position to where Bob could say, I choose you. I'm going out on my terms. Mm-hmm. You know, the board's not going to push me out. I'm going to go out on my terms, but I want him as my replacement. Right. And they That's ex- my hope. They extended him three years. That doesn't mean he will complete all three years. That or- is true. But at the same time, a lot of things can happen between now and 2025. Yep. Okay. Which means the board could decide, I mean, contracts can be broken. Mm-hmm. Let's remember that. Okay. Now, at the same time, with that contract extension, it expires on July the 1st, 2025. It includes an annual bonus target of not less than $20 million annually. Good gracious. Just as a bonus. Yeah, because previously it was at $15 million annually before his contract extension. Hmm. And Chapek's base salary was not increased in the most recent SEC filing. Remains set at $2.5 million per year. But then you're getting an extra $20 million. I mean, golly Moses. I just... Woo! And, and I'm sure that bonus is tied to certain benchmarks. Mostly financial, I would guess. Yeah. So, I mean, the board is is encouraging and enticing him to make these decisions. Yep, absolutely. And rewarding him for doing it. So, so. three years, folks. Three years that we have to deal with him. So far. Three more years and possibly we can get rid of him after those three years. That's my hope. Let's go over to the Magic Kingdom during the Essence Festival of Culture over in New Orleans, just about an hour away from us. Mm-hmm. Disney did announce that the replacement of replacement of Splash Mountain replacement is inspired by the Princess and the Frog. It's going to be called, and this is a bad name. I don't know what it is, Disney. You and these names are getting just worse and worse. The attraction is going to be called Tiana's Bayou Adventure. It's so bland. It just doesn't. Lots of adventures. I don't. I don't like it. Remy's Ratatouille adventure. Like. I don't know. And I know that you can't call something based on Princess and the Frog a mountain. (laughs) Or a hill. 
but it's all it's always going to be a mountain it's always going to be a mountain folks i don't care how many trees you put on it because that's what they're going to have to do mm-hmm. you have to put a lot of greenery on the mountain now the story of the ride is that tiana uh, Naveen and Louis set off on a journey to host a unique Mardi Gras par- party. This is my first problem. Guests will be active participants in the ride and will end with the ultimate Mardi Gras party. How does this tie into Frontierland? I don't think it's going to be in Frontierland. Explain. I think that they're going to retheme a good chunk of that area. So then what happens with Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? Mm. TBD. Mm. Which is, it, it's, it's like out there on an island on its own. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we've already suggested that to have that out there on the island, Tom Sawyer Island, mm-hmm. and retheme that. I mean, Frontierland is like out there, like around the corner, you know, at the end on its own. So that means getting rid of Pecos Bill? No, I don't think it'll go that far. I think it will be like when you get off Pirates and you take a left and there's that archway. I think once you go through that archway where like Pirates League is, um, there's that uh, food stand on the left, Tortuga Taverns on the right. Yeah. I think all of that, all the way up to Splash Mountain, we'll see a retheme. I like it. I don't like it at all. And what is that going to do to the congestion in the Magic Kingdom? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the attraction is going to have new music inspired by the film's si- soundtrack. There's going to be some new characters alongside the current characters uh, from the animated movie. From what they're saying, based on the silhouettes of characters and the concept art, some people are saying that some of the audio animatronics from Splash Mountain will be redressed to go along with Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Aren't there already animatronics in Splash Mountain from America Sings? Uh, good question. I don't know. So it'd be cool. I think they are. And so it'd be cool if they kept them. It would be. Yeah. I still don't like it. I still want it on Tom Sawyer's Island. If you're going to retheme something, do that. But if you have to retheme Frontierland, it, you're going to have to change Pecos Bill into a Tiana-like quick service experience. I think that's what would have to happen. It's just so oddly placed. You think we'll hear about it at D23? I think it's a really good chance we might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do. So, I think yeah. we'll get a closing date for Splash Mountain at D23. Merp. That was mysteriously missing from this announcement. Yeah, really. <laughs> the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover there at the Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland has got a brand new narration track. They did it just in time for the 47th birthday of the attraction. We had talked about this a couple of months ago. There was a casting call for Orac, who was the people mover narrator from 1985 to 1994. It was called Orac 1. In the casting call that they put out, Orac was described as an enthusiastic AI who would take guests on a tour of a futuristic land. Well, this has happened. And he is now called Orac 5 is his name. So they found their guy. They, uh, you know, do some updates on the safety announcements, talking about keeping their hands, arms, feet, and legs, and other appendages inside the vehicle. Uh, Safety announcer says, please supervise your younger beings. Stuff like that. Uh, There is a portion that says the TTA Blue Line nonstop service around Tomorrowland. That is a nod to the 1994 version of the People Mover. Uh, Also from 1994, uh, there was a couple of other things. Uh, There's the chime noise that you hear from 1994, which is kind of cool. Let's see here. What else did they change? References to Stitch's Great Escape were removed. Um, The space is filled with another safety announcement saying if you have wings, jetpacks, or gravity polarizers, to not take flight while on board. If you have wings, it, of course, is back to the uh, old attraction, if you had wings, which is now Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. If you had, had wings, had wings, had wings. Had wings. Uh, TTA Blue Line, you know, thing does, uh, you know, come up quite a bit. Um, what else did they do here? There was some alerts. Um, 
The announcer alerted guests that they are approaching Tomorrowland Speedway and Tron Light Cycle Run. So uh, that's kind of interesting. It's not even done yet. Mm-hmm. Oric 5 talks about both tracks being good for light speed competition. It's an interesting reference. Right. Yeah. I also saw that um, when you go through the little Progress City model, he's like, oh, look, a little people mover. Yeah, he and did he goes, say that. Yeah. I wonder if it's a little Oric. kind of neat. <laughs> when you're going over the execute of Space Mountain, guess here an advertisement for the Space Hotel featuring featured in the coaster's exit saying... You H2O it to yourself to book today. Get I like it? all the little... H2O it to yourself. I like all the little like nods that if yeah. you're not paying attention, you don't know. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. If you know, you know. You know, you know. And I know because it's one of my favorite attractions. We get to learn a whole new spiel. Yeah, yeah. And as the ride finishes, uh, Orac 5 does thank the guests and says... This is my favorite part because now is the time, now is the best time to go out and explore tomorrow, today. Of course, that goes back to the Carousel of Progress theme song from 1974 to 1996. It's the best time of your life. Right there. So that's kind of cool. Speaking of the Carousel of Progress, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on a Patreon bonus episode not a member of our Patreon, please consider it. Patreon.com forward slash DW60Pressro. Carousel Progress family got all new outfits in the final scene of the attraction at the Magic Kingdom. Pointless. Yeah. Pointless. Why was this done? Uh, to, to make their, their clothing more modern looking? Okay. This was like all in one day. So yeah. Princess of the Frog, then TCA, then Carousel of Progress. And this is the day that we were driving to Texas. And we were like, Disney, <laughs> we're in the car. Right. Can you please yeah. not? <laughs> yeah. This this was for no reason. They just said, hey, let's update what they're wearing. But didn't change anything else about the final scene. And it's more like 90s. Yeah. It just... You're, Disney, you're going backwards on this attraction. Do you think maybe they're trying to like ease it in, like e- ease the update in? I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's that's tough to say. I was expecting, you know, maybe some, you know, some type of new lines or something. Or yeah. Everything you're showing is what we currently have, and it's supposed to be a look into what the future of technology could be, you know, and everything else that has to do with progress. Not progress so much all in the past, but also progress into the future. Disney, you're missing the mark here. Progress. <laughs> so, yeah. That was an interesting thing to do. Real quick, want to go over some of the latest announcements for the E to the B concert series coming up at the 2022 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. We're announced. We've got uh, new ones for this year. Tonic, Jeremy Camp. Also, Blanco Brown. Get the get up. Wow, that's crazy. Hoopa Stank. <laughs> Los Amigos. Invisibilis. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Close, yeah. Uh, Stokely, Robert Randolph Band, Newsboys, and Ray Parker Jr., Mr. Ghostbuster himself. Oh. Interesting. Of course, the Eat to the Beat concert series goes on. Select nights, July the 14th, all the way through November the 14th. A lot of time here. Pretty good lineup. You want to check it out. Over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the new Star Wars Bantha Milk Cup is available in Black Spire Outpost. There are Disney's Hollywood Studios. $9.99. If you're going to be in Hollywood Studios soon, let me know. I will send you the money along with shipping. Pretty freaking awesome. I want this cup. I want this cup. I like that Jeff was like, it's a pretty cool cup. He's like, I love it. I love this cup. <laughs> so I, I, I send an email. I can't tell if it's plastic. It is plastic. Okay. Yes, it is plastic. But that's the type of cup I already use for my everyday little drinks when I come home and yeah. stuff. I just love this cup. This is a great cup. So let me know. I'll send you money. <laughs> and also, this was very sad to see. But the sign for the Jedi Training Acad, uh, Jedi Training Trials of the Temple has been removed from outside the stage next to Star Tours. 
the kind of sad information for that and Voyage of the Little Mermaid were both removed from the website as well. Voyage of the Little Mermaid, I'm okay with because mm-hmm. we didn't need. We already have the attraction over in the Magic Kingdom. Correct. We don't need the stage show. It's 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 not needed. Put something else there. Jedi Training Academy. Um, I. I loved it. I loved watching it. And I think the kids loved it too. Mm-hmm. It was a great experiences. More Star Wars characters came out and, and just, it was a good time. And I hate the fact that it's uh, eventually, I guess, going to be demolished and it'll just be a big open area. Maybe they'll move it over you know, to Galaxy's Edge. It's a possibility. They could do that. For all these kids that are making, you know, lightsabers, you got to give them an opportunity to train with them. Mm-hmm. Get them ready for Sabi's workshop, stuff like that. So anyway. That is some of the stuff that is going on around the Walt Disney World Resort. A former Disney employee was arrested stealing thousands of dollars of theme park property. He was arrested at Disney World for refusing to have his temperature taken. Arrested back in April for trespassing on Disney World's Discovery Island. She got off the boat to get a cucumber. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Why not? Forty-four-year-old guest from Miami got into an argument with her husband when he brought his handgun to Walt Disney World on their family vacation. Now, she just didn't like the fact that he owned a gun in the first place, apparently. And the thing is, within a few hours, apparently that gun ended up getting the woman in trouble. She told authorities she had no idea the gun was in the family's cooler when she tried to enter Disney's Hollywood Studios later that morning. And it ruined her family trip since she was banned from Disney property. You think? No, really? I'd be pretty mad if like someone else's firearm ended up in the bag I was carrying. Yeah. <laughs> Random, you know? I'd be pretty mad. <laughs> she told authorities she packed a cooler with drinks, food for the family for the day at the theme park. She assumed that the 9mm Smith & Wesson handgun was a battery charger when she <laughs> went through Disney security. According to the Orange County Sheriff's Office, Ma'am. the gun had a magazine with 12 rounds in it. I mean, she said, uh, she stated she did not have any idea that her husband's firearm was in the left pocket. She felt embarrassed about the situation. I mean, she's. So, of course, you know, she set off that high tech security system that loves me, apparently. <laughs> Every single time I go, oh yeah, they set everything off, and of course, Disney security found the gun. She was trespassed from Disney property. Um, the sheriff's office ruled there was probable cause. The woman said the woman was carrying a concealed firearm and forwarded the case to the state's attorney office, and uh, just a whole bunch of other things. It sounds like <sighs> she was. Uh, maybe not cooperative, maybe a little combative. Probably so. And, More and disgruntled. Yeah. Um, and I don't think if if she had honestly not known it was there, been like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, this is my husband's, like I didn't know, <laughs> you know, we'll take care of it, and was cooperative, they probably wouldn't have like charged her. I can understand making a mistake. I get it. I, I would not think that's a battery charger, though. I, I think that's a little bit off. Uh, no. But yeah, just leave your gun at home. Right. And like, if you are a firearm owner, if you're a responsible firearm owner, you know that you need to know where that is at all, all times. times. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Oh, Jesus. Are you kidding me? Don't do that. Time for birthdays. Birthdays. All right. Uh, first birthday email says, hello, Jeff Nicole. Hello. Just wanted to give a shout out to our little girl, Sloan, who turns two years old this Sunday. She loves Pluto, Olaf, Minnie, and to make it even more special, we are having our new little girl baptized on her birthday. And we're going to celebrate the birthday at Disney World. Can you guys give her some sparkles and some pixie dust? Thinking of you guys and hope you're doing well. Your friend, Seth. So for Sloan, happy birthday! Get that heck yeah and those sparkles. 
We got more birthdays to get to. What does the next one say? The next one says, it's hard to believe it's possible, but my daughter, Rebecca Klein, turns 25 on Monday. All right. We have made many trips to Disney together over the years and are currently planning a trip for November for a very merry Christmas party. Nice. My favorite part of the party is the parade with the toy soldiers, and I think her favorite is all of the snacks and hot chocolate. I like the toy soldiers, too. Yeah, very good. Very good. Rebecca loves Flight of Passage and eating at Ohana, and Caribbean Beach has been our favorite resort for many years. We enjoy your show every week through the podcast, and it is our favorite Disney information and news source. I hope you two have a great day, and that is from Cindy Klein. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. So very much. Rebecca, you're going to get that. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And sparkles as well. Happy birthday to you. Uh, we're not done. We're no. not. We're not done. Nope. We got another birthday. What's it say? This one says, good morning, Jeff and Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. I want to say that we love your show and listen to it every Friday, but this Friday is a special one as it's my daughter Isabella's seventh birthday. All right. She is our sassy, independent munchkin, and we love her so very much. <laughs> Can you give her sparkles for her birthday? Mommy and daddy love you so very much. And that is from Lisa. Oh, goodness gracious. Isabella. You keep that sassiness, girl. Yes. Yeah. Keep that sassiness. Uh, Nicole can tell you all about it. I am the sassiest. <laughs> so you got that heck yeah, and Isabella, you get those sparkles as well. Yeah, folks, Nicole's sassy. She's, sassy little girls grow up to be strong, independent women. She is the sassiest. What's our last email say? Our last email says, hi, Jeff and Nicole. Hello. Hi. We want to celebrate our child, Sam. This last year, Sam watched their sister graduate from college and it lit a fire within them to take steps to continue their education no matter what obstacles they might have to overcome because they realized that everyone goes through things to reach their goals. Very, very true. We are so proud of them. Sam has played an integral part in planning our upcoming trip to Disney in November. Their favorite park is Epcot, and they love visiting Teppanado. All right. They have to visit Living with the Land every trip, but they love the aquarium. <laughs> True. I'm, I'm, I'm I agree. I'm right you got to do you. Living with the Land. Come on. But every trip, we discover something new about our home away from home. Please help us in celebrating our Sam. They celebrated their 21st birthday on July 6th, and we are so proud of them and look forward to witnessing their future endeavors. We love you, Sam. Love mom, dad, and Abby. Thanks, Jeff and Nicole from Tommy and Jeanette Henthorn. Sam, guess what? You get that. Heck yeah. And those sparkles, too. I love the bottom of Jeanette's email. You know how when you type email from your phone, it's yeah. sent from my iPhone. But and her not. says, but not while driving. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love, I love that. That's great. Happy birthday, Sam. And happy birthday to everybody out there sent an email. We appreciate it. Now, remember, you can always send that email. Yeah, that's true. But you can also send us a voice message as well. All you have to do is call us. Call. 408-909-DW60. That's 408-909-3960. And leave us a voice message about your birthday shout out. You can do it right here on the show with us. So for everybody out there celebrating a birthday, guess what? This message is for you. Hiya, pals. We heard it was somebody's birthday. Oh, Nikki, I love birthdays. Me too. <laughs> and guess what? Donald and Daisy brought a special cake for ya. Come on, everybody. Time to sing. Oh, great idea, Donald. Ready, everyone? On the count of three. One, two, three. That's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio. SRSounds.com. Want to thank everybody for checking out the show, DW60, whether you're listening on Sorcerer Radio or you're watching us on Instagram right now or you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. Make sure to rate the podcast just like Cindy Klein did this past weekend. She said over on Apple Podcast, hands down my favorite show to listen to. Thank you for all you do to keep us informed about all things Disney 
each week. Cindy, thank you so much for your review and your five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it, right? Yes, we do. We also saw um, you can rate podcasts but not leave a review on Spotify. And we have 12 five-star reviews over there as well. Really appreciate that. Keep it going and keep those reviews coming in over on Apple Podcasts as well. If you need to get in contact with us, how can they do it? They can do it on Facebook, the DW60 Press Row Facebook page. They can also contact us on Instagram at DW60 Press Row. You can also send us an email, DW60 at srsounds.com or leave us a voicemail at 408-909-DW60. Wow, what a day of news. Yeah, this was a good news week. We this talked was about very good. The little slow as we get closer to... Um, D23, but this week had a lot of a lot of good necessary updates, and I'm hoping soon for Dining Plan News. Absolutely hoping for that. Replay of the show for you Sorcerer Radio listeners tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. If you want to check that out, Diz His comes up at 1 p.m. today. Make sure to check that out. I was about to say something else, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, no. The oh, worst. Oh, no. I can't remember. Oh, now I remember. For you Sorcerer Radio listeners, stick around. DW60's Music Row comes up next. Everybody enjoyed last week, so I think you're going to enjoy this week as well. We put uh, put together some good selections for the next hour of Disney music. Let's see. What else was there? I think that's just about it. I, I think, think we're that done. that was it. Yeah. It's been a great show. Thank you all so much, and we hope to see you again next Friday and for the next podcast as well. And until next time, this is Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music, all day long, srsounds.com, and we hope you have a magical day.